Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you doing, Sophia? I've been okay. Um, still kind of struggling with that slump of winter, like when it gets yeah. cloudy, and um, I've definitely been feeling abnormally depressed and anxious uh, compared to this summer. But same, same. My, I've felt it more this week than I have in, like. A very long time like I could not tell you the last time that I felt this anxious and this kind of slump of depression yeah you struggle with insomnia um I don't struggle with insomnia Mm -hmm. but I woke up last night at 5 a.m and I was up for at least an hour or two just like no anxious could not fall back because of anxiety like my was just racing and my heart rate was up and I just could not sleep because of anxiety yikes But, um, yeah, let's talk about some things that might be causing us anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Um, one of them being that Sophia and I have experienced some relationships recently where we have realized that we communicate differently than the other person on the opposite end of the relationship of whatever we are in. Yeah. And both different situations in a way um so I think we're able to provide some different perspectives but it's definitely one of those things you realize as you get older I think or like as you I don't know I don't think I've like noticed it a lot when I was younger but I definitely notice it a lot more in my relationships now yeah and it can be really difficult to navigate. I just don't think that when you're younger, you necessarily think about your relationships as much or like, I don't know, maybe it was diff- it's different for other people. But for me, when I was younger, I was very like self-focused. When you really struggle with anxiety, you kind of are like the center of the world in your head. And, and that's how it was for me. Like everything revolved around me. Like this person did this thing to hurt me or like it's just like everything I, I was just thinking about me. And like that sounds like super egotistical. It didn't feel that way, but, um, Mm -hmm. and it it isn't egotistical, but it is, like, when anxiety is controlling you, all you think about is how everything is affecting you. So, um, you don't necessarily think about what, how your communication could be better because that's just not what anxiety puts in your head. Um, yeah. So that's why I didn't think about it when I was younger, but I think we also just don't have the same level of self-awareness when we're younger yeah I agree we just kind of go I agree with the flow (laughs) right yeah no for sure I I definitely had a lot more self-awareness my mom was pointing this out to me I definitely have a lot more self-awareness I think than other people had at my age when I was younger but it was slightly just because I kind of had to I was put in some situations where I had to have that Mm. but Even with this, when we talk about, you know, communication styles and working with people who have different communication styles, this is definitely not something that I necessarily thought of. Um, And it has, over the years, become more and more apparent to me the way that we have to navigate a world with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds so basic, but it's so true and and honestly like I think it's not talked about that much either because like everybody said like it's like talked about in a very general way like everybody's like oh communication is key (laughs) 
Yes. But then nobody says anything else besides communication is key. And there's a balance, obviously, between listening and talking, but that doesn't really make up communication. There's there's a lot more to it, and I think a lot of people just don't think that hard about it. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, definitely. It's it's so easy to say that, but to actually do it is a completely different thing. Yeah. So I'm used to, I surround myself typically with people that I have an easy time communicating with because when you don't communicate well with someone, it's, um, it's hard to be friends with them. It's hard to develop a relationship in the first place. But if you end right. up having relationships with people who have changed or um, with family members that are just different than you, you, you don't really get to choose that uh, or coworkers, then you got to figure out how managers. to yeah how to yeah. effectively manage communicating with them so yeah you want to talk a little bit about your situation first yeah um so for me i have noticed in friendships as well as romantic relationships that i have over time Wait, how do I just say this? I've had romantic relationships or been friends with somebody, and I didn't necessarily realize when going into that said relationship um, that maybe I had a different communication style as those people. And as I've gotten older, it's been more apparent to me, and not only interesting, but it's been this source of how do I work through it. So I find that for me personally, in romantic relationships, it has definitely popped up more than I would like for it to have had. Um, But like, it's just I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is for both people to be able to consciously recognize it and work at it. Because if only one person is realizing it and working at it, it's never going to work. And looking back on some previous relationships, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the reason why they never worked out was because, you know, one side only was willing to work on it. Um, I'm trying not to share like too much information. <laughs> personally because I don't want anybody listening to you know feel outed or anything um but as far as friendships go I've noticed that has been a little bit more difficult for me to continue maintaining the friendship if you can't communicate the same way or yes like if we can't figure out how to communicate because in a romantic relationship I'm a little bit more emotionally involved and emotionally driven um and they're more of my day-to-day life and you know there's a lot more backing that whereas you know friends in my life you know I I am, everybody, I feel like a lot of people are very busy people, and, yeah. you know, the, the older we get, the more busier we seem to get, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, creating that space and time for friends isn't always that easy, um, and, you know, if I've definitely noticed myself in situations where 
I have found it hard to navigate situ- like social situations or communication that honestly it's I have so many draining things already in my life that I kind of tend to avoid it and I feel terrible about it but I just I also feel like I'm at in this point of my life where I have to be very picky and choosy about how I spend my time and where I spend my energy Mm-hmm. Because I put so much energy out into the world on a daily basis. And I guess I just kind of want to spread the message that that's okay. Like, it's okay to be, you know, picky and choosy with your energy if you've evaluated the situation. But I think that's kind of what we need to jump back to is how do you evaluate the situation to get to that point? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, how do you, you know, go about having those conversations? How do you, you know, how do you navigate something like that? Because like you said, it's not one of those things that's widely talked about. It's just kind of blanket statement of communication is key. Right. And then people don't like, not only, um, is it like not talked about or thought about that much, but we don't even necessarily attribute it to being a, co- a communication issue. Like, sometimes you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, this person sucks. And, and it's because you don't understand each other. But right. that you just think, like, that they're closed-minded or stubborn or whatever. Um, or that they handled something in a way that was hurtful. And so they're just a bad person. And you just, just dismiss them or um, don't right. give it another thought. But usually everything comes down to... Um, breaching communication so yeah I think I that thinking about it in that way will automatically mm-hmm. um you know provide a different perspective that could help for relationship building and and mending um I was just like looking up while you were talking here <laughs> Because I'm like, there's got to be something out there that talks about communication styles. Because you know how there's different types of, like, love languages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's got to be different styles of communication. Um, right. This one I found, so there's four different types of communication. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's several right. different others, but I'm, like, interested in this. So it says there's passive, period, aggressive, period, passive-aggressive, and then assertive. Um, yes, I've, I, yeah, I've, I've heard of all of you've them. You've heard of that too. Yeah, it's been a while since I've touched base on it, though. I feel like that's something I talked about in like high school health or like. I don't think you I've know, ever I heard of that before. Co- I took some psych courses in college too, where we definitely talked about it, but it's not talked about on a regular basis because I mean. If it was, then I think a lot more people would be aware of it or self-conscious of it. I definitely used to be the passive-aggressive person um, where it seems passive, but there's, like, this layer underneath it that's definitely very aggressive. Then there's aggressive, which is actually, you know, loud voice, like, Mm angry-sounding. And then there's passive, which kind of comes off as indifferent um, because you just want to keep the peace. And then assertive is, I guess, looked at as the best form of communication or the most effective because um, it's just telling people bluntly what you need and that's it. (laughs) I'm very assertive. Very, very, very assertive. I am now, Um, but I was definitely passive aggressive before I started doing therapy. 
Yeah. It's so funny to, like, not funny. That was the wrong choice of words. It's so interesting to see how communication evolves, too, because, you know, like, as we're um, learning and growing every single day, you know, throughout the years, eventually communication styles can change as well if we learn otherwise, but... I think for me, which is interesting to hear you say that, like how, you know, you've evolved in that. I feel like I have kind of always been assertive in my communication, but I think it was because of my environment. Like I was forced to be assertive from a very young age because I have dealt with very passive people, not passive aggressive, just passive people in my life and my needs weren't met. So, therefore, I had to make sure my own needs were met. So, I was assertive. But I was never... I mean, I think everybody may have been... May have, like, gone through, you know, an instance of passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. But um, I definitely have. But overall, I would say I have maintained assertive communication for most of my life yeah and I think that passive aggressiveness is sort of normalized in in society but like it is, I know a yeah. lot of people who communicate in all three ways that are like different people that communicate that, that their primary style of communicating is one of the other three um right I I really and this is where I had like a long conversation with my therapist about communicating which is part of why we're doing the episode we are today mm-hmm. because I really struggle with people who are passive communicators because I am so like it kind of comes with anxiety but I'm super over analytical so same I want I want you to tell me how you feel about things I want you to like give me what's going on inside your head and and like show me that you have feelings and and like passive people don't really do that they just pass it Mm -hmm. off like nothing's wrong they're very indifferent they don't want to give you what's inside and very like um analyze their thinking and that i it's really really hard for me because i just don't understand how those people's brains work right and that makes it hard for me to communicate with them because i'm like left needing more from the conversation and they're like everything's Mm -hmm. fine and I've had several situations with different people uh, that communicate that way that I've been left feeling very confused and unresolved. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. And I struggle with passive uh, communication as well. And I am currently going through a situation with someone where they communicate very passively. And... I wouldn't say 100% passive, but I would say like 90% of their communication is passive and I need them to be like assertive. Mm -hmm. Um, And our relationship has really struggled because of it because I don't know what they need. I don't know what they want and things have come up and they haven't said anything and... I'm just kind of left like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I had no idea. And it's something that they've like openly, you know, now are aware of and talked about. And, you know, I was never, to my knowledge at least, mean about it. I just, you know, I, I ended up having a conversation with them like, hey, 
I, you know, I, these things need to be communicated to me because I have no other way of knowing. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not natural for them. And they were wondering why I couldn't be more passive and just kind of go with the flow of things and, you know, and I'm like, I think that there's a balance in life. There's mm-hmm. a balance with everything and communication is one of those too. Um, and, you know, there's definitely times where, you can let things go and be passive, but I think there's also moments when you need to be assertive. Yeah. And if it's heavily leaning one way or the other, it can cause communication problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my my situations, um, I've had them with friends, I've had them with family members, um, yep, with the, the passive. I've had them with coworkers. Yeah. Too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Like, I've had the the specifically (laughs) passive situations with friends and family. My coworkers, Mm -hmm. I've struggled with more of the aggressive um, Mm -hmm. communicating style. Uh, That's been a lot better, though, because I ended up, like, just, you know, the aggressive style ends up with some yelling, usually. So... I had, I had a situation at work that brought me to tears and I went um, to the bathroom and started crying and then my boss found me or I kind of like went to talk to my boss because I'm not a passive communicator so <laughs> I decided to go talk to my boss and tell him what I was feeling that I was like feeling really uncomfortable and and hurt by the situation with my coworker mm-hmm. who had gotten loud and said some not nice things. Mm-hmm. And over time, like this coworker and I have learned how to work with each other in a way that does not lead to that type of be- like communication. Good. Like he still gets no, loud really sometimes, but like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, he doesn't have to change in order for our relationship mm-hmm. to work. We just had to both learn how the other person worked and and accept that. And so right. I think when we talk about navigating and how to navigate, um, there are times when when people need to change things in order to become more effective communicators. But there's also times when you can people don't necessarily have to change in order for you to have a relationship with them. You can learn right. how they communicate, accept that, and mm-hmm. and work th- from it, like, from there. Yes, So I agree. with this person, he, he gets animated. He yells when he's frustrated and sometimes doesn't say the most nice things. But I have learned that when he's doing that, it's usually – a bunch of things have all piled up and this is his explosive moment and it's not aimed at right. me. So one of the things with my anxiety is like, you know, thinking everything's my fault. So when he would yell at me in the past or yell near me in the past, mm-hmm. I would think it was, you know, I'm this horrible person. I've done something so seriously to upset him this much. But right. I've learned when he's upset, it's not my fault. And I just have to remind myself of that. Um and he doesn't do it as much, which is helpful. And then also he usually comes and apologizes to me afterwards, which he wasn't doing before mm-hmm. because he knows I need that. That's helpful. Yeah. Right. And he also gives me reassurance a lot when I'm doing things right. So it doesn't make when he gets mm-hmm. like that to be as hard because he gives me so much reassurance gotcha. when I am doing things um, effectively. So and then um, 
The other thing I want to say, too, and then I'll pass it back to you, is with the passive communicators, like along this same thought process of learning how to work with people who are different from you without having to have them change or have you change. Yes, that's very important. The passive communicators, I have learned, um, like one of the things that my therapist was telling me is that when they have a conversation with you about something, even if they're not opening up to you, in the way that I was wanting or expecting with, like, these deep analytical feelings. Mm -hmm. If they're just having a conversation, even if it's simple and not super analytical, that is them opening up. It's just a different way of opening up. That doesn't make sense to Mm -hmm. me because that's not how I open up. But sitting back and noticing, like, that even having a 10-minute conversation that's back and forth – even if you're like asking deeper questions and they don't have answers to them, the fact that they're still like continuing that conversation and not shutting it down, just saying, I don't want to talk about it, it's whatever, um, mm-hmm. is them opening up. And so, and I've also learned that I need to ask sometimes when people, when passive people are telling me something, and I'm like solution driven. So if someone's telling me something mm-hmm. and, Same. and they're like upset about it, I'm like, oh, well, have you tried this? Are you, are you going to do this about it? Or like, what are your thoughts about, you know, the next step towards <laughs> what you're complaining mm-hmm. about? Um, but most of the time, passive communicators are just wanting to talk about it and they don't want any solution oriented feedback. And so mm-hmm. I've learned to, to ask, because I need to know, <laughs> um, are you wanting to just vent or do you want, you know, advice on this? And if they want to just mm-hmm. vent, then I just listen and say, "Ah, oh, yeah, man, that sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's really great advice. And I think learning how to communicate with people who communicate differently than you is a really great thing. And I was actually just going to comment, too. I have the hardest for me has been passive people, like I said. Mm-hmm. And I haven't necessarily talked to a therapist about it, um, per se. And I, I think your therapist is very on point just based off of my own, um, experiences. Like what you just said makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. for me personally. I have kind of had to like take multiple steps back. And this is again, coming from somebody who hasn't gone through therapy for it and who's kind of tried to navigate this. So, first of all, if I notice there's a communication problem going on, I realize that. Mm -hmm. That's, like, the very first step is, like, acknowledging it. Second thing I do is I look for a pattern um, in the communication and kind of where things might be missing, where miscommunications might be happening. And then I try and go from there. And I think that fundamental basic steps kind of start there um, in order to actually be able to meet somebody in the middle. Because, again, we're not trying to change somebody to our own personal communication style. Mm -hmm. We're trying to figure out how to work with them. Um, So, like you just said, I think your steps are the ones that come after that are, um, you know, asking those questions like, you know, do you want to vent or do you want solutions and 
realizing the moment in which that person might be venting i'm using air bunnies because to us it might not feel like venting but it is to them yeah so really looking for those patterns and if they're open to it and i would hope that they are if you know you're having um some type of relationship with them of having a conversation with you of like hey i noticed that we might communicate differently and I just wanted to touch base on this and, like, maybe ask them a couple of questions of, like, hey, like, I've noticed you do this. Um, what do you want in that this circumstance? Like, what are you trying to perhaps achieve? Like, like what is your intent behind this so I can be on the same page that you're on? Um, I think I want to point out what you're saying that, like, I think that's go good. However, with passive people, you may not get an answer. You may just have to learn right. learn as you go. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you are able to have a conversation with them, then that's wonderful. Um, but I've had, and I was actually just about to get to this, I've had in my own experience, passive people have a lot of I don't knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it can be extremely frustrating for somebody who's maybe a little bit more assertive. Assertive, yeah. And maybe knows a little bit more of what they want. So, patience. I think a whole lot of patience and observing is going to suit you well. Mm -hmm. At least that is what I have learned. Um, And at the bare minimum, if you get an I don't know, you can ask them to think about it. Like, I mean... I don't see... I've never personally had anything bad happen from that. Um, but sometimes I've, like, asked somebody, like, hey, like, I'm trying to find, like, a balance here, and can you, like, you know, just think about this when you have some downtime, and maybe we can come up to, like, some sort of an understanding better with this certain topic or situation, and that has worked for me, but it may not work for all people. Yeah, I hope that... You look like you have some opinions on that. Yeah, no, I think that it's good, and I think that some people will take that and think about it and get back to you, but there are some people that mm-hmm. that literally, like, trying to think about their thinking is too overwhelming, so they won't yeah. get back to you. Right. And I have had that situation yes. before. I have, too. I have, too. I have had that happen many a times in my life, so... Again, it just comes down to, you know, what are you, what are you wanting in your own life? What are you willing to have a relationship with? And what are you not willing to have a relationship with? And if, if that's something you're able to live with, then I say go for it. Um, personally, for me, it's still been a little bit hard to have relationships with people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I... It almost causes anxiety for me. Yeah, me too. Because you're like, like, what are they thinking that they're not telling me? Not exactly. (laughs) Like, what are you, they not think, like, what are they thinking that I don't know about? Like, all of these things. And it causes anxiety in me. So, I think that you kind of have to come to a decision on your own if you have, you know, if you have done all the things that you need to do to keep you comfortable and happy if they're able to meet you where you need it as well um 
I think you need to evaluate what you're willing to work with and what you're not. Yeah. At the same time. Because you can ask stuff of other people, but at the end of the day, like, it really is on you. Yeah. And I I completely agree with that because you want to be able to meet someone halfway. You don't want someone to have to change in order to have a functioning relationship. Um, And there are times, like, with my coworker that we're – now have a very effective relationship um Mm -hmm. but there are some other people that I don't have as effective relationships with and I have Mm -hmm. had to decide not to continue those relationships with those people um because I did we did try and do the halfway thing and our communication just never quite lined up and that's okay um it's not anything that you're doing wrong it's just unfortunately mm-hmm. you can't figure out how to get that communication lined up um and then there yeah. are other situations that are slowly moving in the right direction and i feel mm-hmm. like happy with that because um yeah like when you say right it's a direction that makes you feel comfortable yeah and, and uh, yeah moving in in a yeah. direction that's making me feel comfortable with the relationship and like, that the relationship is getting more positive um but, like, I think a lot of times you're not going to get an answer from somebody who's more of a passive communicator. It, it's a lot harder. Yeah. And so it really is going to take more of noticing and in specific situations and asking, hey, do you need, like, they're talking about something. And before you respond, saying, do you want me to listen? Like, are you venting? Or mm-hmm. do you want mm-hmm. solutions? Um, and they will usually answer that question in the moment that I have Mm -hmm. not come, unless you have, I have not come across someone who has not answered that, but it does feel really uncomfortable to ask that question because I feel like in the world today, we are expected to know how to read people. Like if you have to ask that question, Mm -hmm. like, why am I even friends with you? You know what I mean? People think that mm-hmm. for some reason. But I think that the marker of a good friend is somebody who wants to be the most effective friend they can be for you. So right. I view that as a really successful, um, effective way to be a friend. But I do know that, like, it will mm-hmm. it, it will feel weird if you've never done it. Like, having to ask someone what they need from you. Because yeah. you kind of feel like mm-hmm. you're just expected to know. Right. I know I agree wholeheartedly um and you're very right like I have had to drop a lot of relationships whether that be friendships whether that be with you know certain positions related to my career romantic relationships like you name it I have had to you know stop doing something because it just it wasn't working and it sucks because you could really, really like someone, but it, again, it kind of goes back to that energy piece. Yeah. And it's like, it, it causes me more grief than it does joy in some circumstances. I'm not saying all. Um, I still have plenty of people in my life who, are, who have more passive personalities or communication styles, but... I think that, you know, you just, you have to decide that for yourself. Like, is this worth it? Is this, you know, am I liking where I'm putting my energy? Yeah. And I think as like a general rule throughout the podcast and and a theme that we want to push into your guys' minds is that 
always be thinking about what you need and and always be thinking about um not you that sounds egotistical but like you want to be thinking about your needs and and put you as a priority and loving yourself and by doing that it's important to let other people know what you need so if you are a passive like a more passive communicator Mm -hmm. and you realize that maybe you are having some communication issues with people it can be helpful like for example if you're communicating with a really aggressive person and you notice yourself feeling hurt a lot it could be helpful to preface things with I need this before you start talking to a person. And again, that's going to feel really weird if you've never done it, especially if you don't harbor self-love and you don't put yourself as a priority on a regular basis. It will Mm -hmm. feel really weird to put yourself first in in a conversation like that. But letting other people know what you need out of a conversation is like it sounds like common sense, but it's not. (laughs) because people don't put themselves first and that's a very big way of putting yourself first definitely definitely and I I've noticed this too that some of the people in my life who are more passive they have a much larger tendency to put others before themselves Mm -hmm. which is very noble and Mm -hmm. great like you Mm -hmm. wanna you want to be kind to the people around you and be considerate of the people around you. Um, Mm -hmm. But everything can be taken too far. And I think that sometimes that is taken too far when you never put yourself Mm -hmm. first and aren't able to assert yourself and your needs. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, and it, it can reflect in multiple ways. I mean, my, my childhood was definitely affected by it. Um, So yeah, I, I hope this was informational. Sophia, do you have anything else you want to say on the topic? Not not necessarily. I think I just want to, like, summarize kind of the things that we said there is just, like, over the whole episode is notice that you're having a communication error because people don't – people a lot of times will write it off as, oh, this is just a bad person. Mm -hmm. So first of all, like, taking in a new perspective, putting new glasses on when thinking about that is possibly Mm -hmm. a communication error instead. And that's just, like, if that's the only thing you do from this episode, then that's a huge step right there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is figuring out how that other person communicates and how to meet them halfway. Um, Mm -hmm. And then deciding whether or not the relationship is worth it um, for, you know, are you able to meet them halfway or is it causing you more grief than than positivity? Mm -hmm. And then putting yourself first and and making sure your needs are known so that you have less communication errors in in general. Right. Preventative. Right. No, I agree completely. Would you say that that's a pretty good summary of everything? I think it's a great summary, yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right, that's all I have to say then. I would say I'm good. All right. Well, we hope that the new year, um, because I I believe after this episode is the next time we will – speak with you all um i hope that the new year brings um clarity in whatever situations you need it in and i hope that this new year provides you the ability to grow in whatever way you are feeling a need to grow and yeah i think that's all i have on my end yeah i'd say if you're thinking about what to make as a new year's resolution instead of like 
losing 10 pounds like most people (laughs) do, I would say probably love yourself. Like make loving yourself a priority in the new year. That would be my advice. So have a wonderful holiday season and we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Happy holidays and see you. Talk to you in the new year. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.